in the first place. So fucking whatever's. Oh fuck! I did it again, didn't I? That's not nope. the song. God, I got dear. you back. I got wow. you back. Woo. When the politicians keep politicking Before you turn to excessive drinking Spend some time collectively Politinkering with the show where I don't know man Cause the truth is I don't know man I just I don't know man I don't Hello, all my little politinks out there. Welcome to another episode of Politinkering. I'm Joey Bonnier. That's good. We should do an applause for everyone. And with me across the half round is Sean O'Brien. Hi, guys. Oh, why did you hit that, Sean? Seems appropriate. I'm kidding. I was supposed to clap for everybody. Masochistic. How are my snowflakes? You guys can't answer that. Crickets. No. We need yeah, a cricket. yeah, exactly. <laughs> crickets button. Oh, I do need a crickets button. Yeah, there you oh, go. Yeah. And that guy who was just talking right there is Mr. Sean Faubernet. Hey. Yay, Hello, Paul. everyone. And, Howdy, and uh, we're, we're here, here at the uh, half round again to here, talk here. about the, uh, the goings on, the happenings. The happenings. Yes. What's what is haps? happening? This is the happening. What's the haps with the craps? Well, the real big story here, guys, is the debate. That's what happened this I week. I disagree. <laughs> You know what? I can't take That's this. That's not true. That's not true. <laughs> Wrong. I'm okay. Wrong. I'm okay. Law is and it, order. Is it? Okay. Where'd you, where'd you hear that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Who told you that? <laughs> Who told you that? Uh, okay. Yeah. So, what do you got for us? I mean, I guess I wanted to talk overall about you what- You wanted to talk over him? Yeah. Over you. Overall. Yeah. And interrupt yeah, over you all. everyone. Yeah. Overall. That's kind of what I 52 do. 52 times. Is it? <laughs> this motherfucker over here. <laughs> You're sitting there with a little ticker, counting one, two. Three. The interrupting? Yeah. No, that was like part of the news story. Uh, so how, how many times Trump interrupted? Checkers. Yeah. That was a big uh, I deal. I just assume that's part of O'Brien's ticks. I did I count things? <laughs> that you? Yeah, you might. No, I don't. No, I don't do that. I fucking hate counting. You know shit. how many steps it is to your car. You know how many steps it is to the banana. Just because he's OCD and crazy doesn't mean he's I'm autistic. Neither, well, I'm one of those two things. I'm not OCD at all. I'm definitely fucking crazy, but no. Yeah. That being said, I do know that the steps in my parents' house are 14. There's 14 in my steps. But only because I had to like do it quietly. You know what I mean? So I had to know in the pitch blackness how many fucking steps before uh-huh. I would do it. How about so. pages and books? Are you good with uh, that? Yeah, I'm pretty good with that. Ja- so James Joyce books, you know, every, pa- you know, like how no, many pages are no, in- I don't know exactly like how many pages are in each fucking version of Ulysses. But I can like, get close. If you said a portion of the story, you'd know pretty much where to flip to. Oh, for sure. But that's more a physical memory than anything. That's true. That is a different, oh, that's more of a literary topic, but like just that concept of, you know, you sitting down to a movie, you have no idea when it's going to end, but like sitting down with a book, you have that like ever looming concept of the book getting thinner. That's a good point. I, I, well, with movies, I usually have like an internal clock that it, that keeps a pretty good amount of time, narratively speaking. So mm. I know roughly where I am within the story itself, which is probably, there's a weird tick for you. So yeah. I count that. I, I kind of, I don't you, mean to count it, count but beats. I do. So I basically, yeah. <laughs> this is actually kind of interesting because it actually, I'm going to try to transition this into what I was talking about. You try your best, man. <laughs> Let me, let me attempt it. You could, have, you could have just done it without no, like, it's, announcing it. It's much it. funnier if I tell you I'm about to do it okay. and then I fuck it up. We'll, we'll gauge <laughs> you can judge it. Yeah, yeah there you go. Attack. Well, I, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. I want to talk about how debates are remembered. 
and how they kind of have a lasting memory as soon as oh, they're done okay. and maybe a few days after, a few weeks mm-hmm. after. Um, because I was a historical effect? person. I mean historical, but I also okay. mean personal. I mean, sure. like, literally, how do you feel about the two candidates 15 minutes after? How do you feel about them an hour after? How do you feel about them a week after? Because uh, 15 it, minutes in and then sure. half an hour in. Or, yeah, exactly, too. throughout the day. And the thing is, it's really weird to me, and I noticed this, and I, I personally do this. Maybe everyone does. Maybe you can tell me I'm wrong. I dumb stuff down. Uh, when I remember, th- for instance, the debates from maybe Obama and Hillary or Obama and Mitt Romney or something like that, um, I remember like a few points, like, like, you know, remember, like, think about like Gore, like Lockbox or something like that, or something from like an SNL parody. And then you remember maybe one or two things. And then you remember an overall tone, okay. how kind of like they each played off in that moment. Like mm-hmm. for instance, or like JFK and Nixon, like Nixon was sweaty, for instance, and was nervous or, uh, Al Gore sighed or something like that. I forget what are these, you know, or something like that. Sure. So, uh, what was, who, who in Hillary's one where he like came after where you like walked over to her in her in in the Senate, right? The Senate debates, exactly. And who is? I don't remember who it was that he that she was. Whatever. I forget too, but it was like a sign of kind of misogyny or like condescension sort of, yeah. or something. Uh, yeah, it was just aggressive. Like he kind of invaded her space in that right. sense. Right. Uh, and again, I think this same all thing the- happened. I think with Bush too. I think um, when who was debating Bush. The, what, the W. Bush. Wait, what the hell are you guys talking about? Like someone like came out from behind the podium or for like, Hillary? No, like what is this gaffe that you're? Like, the the gaffe was. I, I'm sorry. Right now or in no. general? The, We're the one about where several the, different things. Where the guy touched Hillary? What was he that? He didn't touch her. He he he. He, he like brought a paper. He brought, nah, he brought paper over to sign. Like it was in her Senate debate. God damn! Why don't I fucking remember his name? <laughs> he basically walked over. Ugly um, Jim. Huh? Ugly Jim. Ugly Jim. Ugly Jim walked over to to, to try to get her signature um, as a as a, you know a, a a pledge that she would do whatever she would try. To, you know, I don't remember exactly what it was, and that was seen as just a kind of invasive um, attack, essentially as a as a man female a male female dynamic. Uh, okay. um, and you know, she's like, "Well, I'll shake on it." He's like, "No, sign it, sign it right here, and put it down." And it just seemed aggressive. Um, the other element of misogyny too that happened with Hillary was in the the election. That just seems with, douchey, not necessarily misogynistic. Know, yeah. Well, <laughs> no, it was, that's what I'm saying. It, it yeah. wasn't misogynistic. Yeah, okay. it, it it was it was just aggressive. Gotcha. Not misogynistic. Yeah, yeah. Um. So the the other one though that did come off as misogynistic, if you remember, was Hillary. They were talked about her, um, how she was dressed with when it was um uh what's the Edwards John Edwards was like I'm not sure about that dress or whatever, mm. um, uh, and they everyone talked about her dress in uh. In the 2008 debates, I guess it was. Um, That's one thing I did want to kind of touch on. I mean, everyone always kind of bitches about like um, people bringing up the appearance of female candidates, but they do certainly bring up the appearance of male candidates. There's just less to talk about. You know, they they almost always mention the tie or you know little things like that, the the lapel pins or whatever they they chose. Mm. But other than that, everyone's wearing the same uniform, so there's just less to talk about. I can't there. remember anybody talking about how a guy is dressed in the debate. Yeah, I don't really? know about that. I, I always remember tie color as being like a, a it's either red or blue. That, right. Well, that's kind of a choice though, and it, it, it's not. <laughs> Okay, I, I don't think it's the same as what, well, that's what how I'm we obsess over what Hillary Clinton's wearing. Well, well that's, that's what I'm saying. saying. There's, Why? There's, Why is that different? There's no one. There was no reason to obsess because they're all wearing the same uniform. Whereas now, there's you know actually something to talk about. There is. What is there to talk about? Well, the fact that she's not wearing the same suit that everyone else is. I guess so. Hashtag pantsuit. Exactly. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, I I saw an interesting tweet. I mean, that, not that I care about the fashion, but I mean, it's it, it just seems almost um, 
I don't know, just overstated the the uh, the amount the of, air of massaging. That you exactly. Think is there? Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I think it's I think it's something to be sensitive about. If 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 you're sort of grading a woman on how she's dressed, period, in a sense, and not about the 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 ideas that she's bringing to the table or but the, they made fun of bernie's hair i mean they grade fucking trump on how he looks all the time too i, I you know? understand and, and but it's it's I, I mean i'm not a yeah, woman yeah. so i can't say whether or not yeah. i'd be offended by it but if but i could understand if somebody uh, it was feels, it and feels would different it. it just feels different to me i don't know why commenting on bernie's hair or even trump's hair is different than commenting on hillary's hair i think i don't right. know it just feels and that seems sexist Maybe, but I just feel the way that people say it is slightly different in their way. Um, that's different, though. That could be different. That's what I'm saying. Okay. The, the way that it's presented is generally sexist. That's why. I, I don't. I, if you take them all at their core, you're right. How could it be sexist? Hair, hair, hair. But it just, I don't know. It seems talking about a guy's tie color versus talking about what Hillary's choice to wear seems a different equality, false equivalency kind of thing. Well, but, but why, though? That's what I'm saying. I don't quite know. I can't put my finger on it, I guess. Do you okay. guys kind of... That's what I was trying to say. Can you kind of articulate? I can't quite yeah, articulate. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. If, if, if a woman is sensitive to the fact that you're talking about her dress rather than... Or a woman is, talk, is sensitive to the fact that you're talking about another woman's dress rather than the ideas that they're presenting on a world stage like that, that can be seen as misogynistic. Regardless of the validity of that, it's, it's a reality because sure, there's a question sure, sure, of, of not being in power oh, and a I was question taking of like that, being dismissive of Yeah, the I was woman. taking that at a given. I was kind of going... It's not a given, though. That's what I'm saying. That's what Sean's saying. He's bringing up the fact that... Oh, okay. I thought it was already kind of in the PC world. World, a given now. Well, it is. Ought it be? That's what Sean's saying. I yeah. think. I don't want to just you say. And, rant, yeah. rant. I, I no PC. Anti-PC. <laughs> you get angry, Sean. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm both Poking. defending and arguing with you within myself at the same time. Exactly. It's I an interesting, it. interesting way of going about it. I, I, uh, okay. He's trying to head me off at the pass. If I can um, take us back, I guess. Um, let's just kind of go around the room. I want to just ask your overall opinion about the the feeling of the debate kind of, you know, like maybe like in a week or two, how will you feel about this specific debate? Maybe not a week. I don't know. How do you feel about it now? It's been about five days. Sean Fa. Childish. Childish. What do you mean? Everything about it. It just didn't have the, um, the class or professionalism that I would expect from a true presidential debate in 2016. Um, it is, it, like everyone can you point about, to a few moments um i mean it's the just the entire reality show of it the idea of um you know everyone just kind of is uh jockeying for position there didn't seem to be any new articulation there weren't any real hard questions there weren't any keeping them to questions you know they would ask them a question and they would just you know mention one thing and then spin off into whatever it was that they wanted to talk about um it it certainly was not a a uh, hard debate it wasn't a um uh, anything that was uh, it, it just didn't seem directioned. It didn't seem intentional. So it seemed very childish and bickering and, you know, a, a lot of fucking, I didn't say that or I, you know, where did you hear that? If you were the moderator, mm -hmm. um, I guess, if you were Lester Holt, what would you have done? Would you have interrupted theoretically Trump or Hillary if they started going off on a different answer? Well, I mean, that's, that's the whole thing about the debate structure. They agree on all of those rules to begin with. But yeah, I would certainly fight for a debate structure where that was the, the concept. He did. He did interrupt them. 
a little he, he bit. He fact checked a little. Well, I'm okay. That that was a big sometimes. That was a big point uh, going into the debates. Is what are the you know the question? What is the role of the moderator? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Is that's, is the role yeah, of the moderator? To, I mean, so that's a. Let me just ask you guys then. What what is the yeah. role of the moderator? This in is a tough opinion? one because it seems to change and the format seems to change even just Always. throughout the three debates, yeah. whether, whether mm-hmm. year to year. I'm so, sure one's going to be a town hall and yeah, one's going to be. It a, is the yeah. next one is going to be a town hall. It's right going to be two of them, I think. Anderson oh, really? Cooper's one, yeah. I think. So it's going to be different for sure. Well, just yeah. In general, what is the role of the moderator? in a debate. Well, I would hope to keep things kind of like he said, classy and civil is definitely one. Keep things organized and keep things moving, right? Because they literally have a certain amount of time and a certain amount of ground to cover and hopefully enough topics that people can make an educated decision. So if these candidates had it their way, they would spend their time waxing on and on and on. So it is partly to keep stuff, you know, on schedule. Why is it, how is it their job to keep it civil though? Well, even it's not always. That's a, that's a good subjective point. I don't know. I kind of think yes, but um, in some ways, maybe it's better if they don't. Maybe it's better if they like what Lester Holt kind of did and kind of have a laissez-faire approach and kind of let the candidates show their their true colors. I guess, if you will. Well, that's I, that's just what I'm saying. Like, try try to describe what a what a moderator is supposed to do. So you said keep I, it civil. I, well, I'm telling you what I think. I yeah, think yeah. you should try to keep it civil, but I'm. I, but I, so I disagree with what Lester Holt did, but I'm saying I do understand what, that wait, approach. Wait, what, what, do you, what do you disagree with? with what do you think? I feel like he let Trump and, and Hillary both actually kind of just interrupt each other a lot and let them go for a lot and kind of let a lot of things slide. He was just very like, you know, the substitute teacher who didn't really. Well, is it not dangerous once the moderator starts to kind of present himself, him or herself too much in the debates to take over and make it the, you know, 100%. the moderator show rather He's than the a, show about these two It's a fine people. line and- I think he didn't quite walk it very well. Uh, Trump gave him a C or C minus well, or something. No, first he said he did a great job, and then he gave him a C. Yeah, I would probably give him a C. Is a good I would, job. I would give him a. <laughs> I would give him a B or a B minus. I think he did okay. Well, I, so, but but again, let's let's stick on fo- on on track here. I mean. It, it, Let's talk about the fact well, checking. Well, tell me, no, the don't, don't, don't tell me that. You, you tell us. What do you think a moderator should be? Well, it depends on it depends on the form of the debate, right? Um, okay. I would say I would say ultimately, <laughs> if you. So historically speaking, the moderator's job really was more or less a timekeeper. Um, and if you're doing like an Oxford style debate where it's yeah, you're yeah. just sure. doing one one topic and then the two candidates are or you know the two essentially debaters are arguing against one another, the pro or the con or whatever the the topic might be, the moderator There's is no there to say fucking there, nothing. Yeah, I mean, totally. period, nothing. They're there to say they're, to present the people and say time. Yeah. Time begins now, time mm-hmm. ends, and you don't hear the fucking moderator again ever the whole time. In so that's one possibility. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the debate's a debate, right? So no, no, is this no, a joint? <laughs> well, what I'm saying is a, there, this is a, the, a debate is a debate, right? But then we have this, is, which, is, which traditionally used to be sort of a joint campaign, you know, where the moderator, where the, the two candidates almost didn't even talk to each other, right? For years. And it was um, a joint press conference, yeah, essentially. Yeah, exactly. And it yeah. was, um, what's his fucking name? Um, God damn it. Oh, what's his name? The, who who used to moderate the debates uh, recently, in the last couple of years? He was the he moderated the the Obama and McCain debate. Um, the NBC and, guy. Yeah, ah, yeah, shit. Jim Lehrer. I think. Jim Lehrer. So mm. he he was the one who kind of kept trying to transition this into the candidates having kind of less control mm. um, and talking to each other more and and arguing with one another more rather than the moderator asking this question for just presenting this question and then the, you know candidate A gives the fucking idea, candidate B gives the idea. So that's that's one style of moderation, but. I don't know if that fosters a, a, a healthy debate, so to speak, between the candidates because you want to see how they can kind of talk to one another, right? Okay. So if as far as the getting the candidates to talk to one another, 
the only way to really do that is to get out of the way and to ask a question that opens it up and then allow allow for the 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 opponent so to speak to ask questions to the other candidate and they they're allowed to ask each other questions rather than just the moderator asking their own questions so um and i i do think the moderator i'm gonna have to quote jake tapper on this one unfortunately the as far as the fact checking is concerned there is such a thing as empirical fact right so if a if a um if a candidate is saying something that is untrue Right. I don't think it's unfair for the moderator to step in and claim that it's true. However, um, you could argue that it is best to allow the opponent to fact check. Right. So in other words, let's just say candidate A says something untrue. Right. Um, The moderator doesn't have to step in. They can simply say, "Okay, candidate B, do you have a response to that claim? Okay. Right. So they're they're sort of playing um, Again, the facilitator to the ideas and the conversation rather than Do you think Lester Holt did that? Yeah, I do. Yeah, okay. I, I think that he I think that he did as good a debate job as I would like to have seen. For sure. So He's you give him an A. I mean, I don't want to grade it one way or the other. I don't, <laughs> oh, I don't know. On. I don't know what the scale is. <laughs> I don't scale? know what the scale is. Eight F. Yeah. You know what do you mean? I know, but I don't. I don't, I don't have a reference. You know what? Just You've my own personal reference before? as far as as far as how I would want. It just okay. seems so subjective. Don't play our game. Yeah, I'm sorry. I can't. W- wishy washy <laughs> bastard. I'm not being wishy washy. I'm, I'm being specifically evasive of it. I don't want. <laughs> Same difference. Yeah. Anyway. Douchebaggery, nonetheless. Is that your your question? I'm just simply answering questions with yeah, the yeah. role of the moderator. Yeah. yeah no, you did a great job. No. <laughs> I, I think that's that's extremely accurate, but I think uh, it all goes back to that first statement you made in that there's there's many different types of debate. Yeah, that I, was this a typical type of debate. It, yeah, and I, I really think that there should be a few of those different types of debates. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, I would like to see one debate where the, the two participants actually interact with each other. Um, I mean, if I was God and, you know, in control of everything, I'd probably make that the last debate. Um, you know, I would have that, you know, everything kind of building up to them, you know. <laughs> the Royal Rumble. Exactly. <laughs> If, if we're going to take this, the, the full analogy of the uh, the wrestling, it is it is essentially, yeah, what we'd be building Debate up to. Debate mania. Pretty so much, yeah. So, so then I'd, I'd really want to start with something that was much more... Um, uh, much more of a laying out of everything. Mm-hmm. So, you know, ideally... The way our electoral system has kind of devolved into this fucking three-year-long process, essentially, Mm -hmm. this is almost ridiculous at this point to have these debates. But ideally, the the origin of the debate was really to introduce it, to introduce these two candidates to the majority of the people. Mm -hmm. And if we're going to look at it from that perspective, I think the first debate should be very moderated and should be uh, kept to each question. So I think. It should almost be more like a cross examination. Yeah. I think it should be more like a, a witness stand sort of situation where you know you get you get this person in the box, you get you know ten minutes to ask them questions. Right, yeah. Now you get this person in the box, you got ten minutes to ask them questions, mm-hmm. and then you know they can respond to I, each other back. I and like forth. the idea. I think it just simply gives a ton of power to the moderator there because yeah. no, no, it takes away all power. I think not because yeah, think it turns them into the. Well, slow down. I, was were you saying that? the person is asked so in you know this person asks the other person as far as a cross examination was the first person asking the moderator or the candidate in in the first debate i would perceive it as being the moderator oh okay then go ahead joey yeah that's yeah that's yeah. I, I i well i thought he was saying that like you know the one one candidate cross examines the other candidate uh, no. and then they flip that's his third the, debate yeah that would be the third debate I essentially yeah. so the first one you think gives too much power to the moderator 
Yeah, theoretically, if, if the, uh, just because if we're talking cross-examination, and I don't necessarily think it's n- always a bad thing if the moderator is awesome, is a really, un, is a really objective and talented lawyer, yeah. then they are going to be great at this. But well, there's the, not that many of those people, in, and we can't depend on that. In That's the O'Brien all. style, I would like to see them with their team. So I'd like to see Hillary and her five people sitting at the desk next to her. <laughs> it sounds like Double Dare. Well, yeah, that's, that's yeah, kind of cool. It's a like, good idea. Like the the actual Oxford, uh, you know, sort of. Let me consult with my, my exactly. Team. Yeah, and that becomes your fact checking team because they are not going to be alone. That's a great point. They are going to have those advisors and they're going to have those people. Dude, that's that they a cool can, idea. You know, so this I mean, it's becoming more like a reality show now. Well, Although it's not, you know, that I mean, thing. It, at least it's it's honed. At least it's you know defined in a direction that is helpful mm-hmm. rather than just the chaos of the reality show that we have now. I think it's was it's, it really that chaotic? The, you think? Well, why I mean, do you think it was so chaotic? No, no, it's the uh, I guess the old school thought of a reality show as in like a game show reality show sure. versus the new school of like that sort of controlled chaos where um, it it just kind of devolved into bickering so much. That's that's where I see that reality aspect. That just uh, that sort of constant interruption. That sort of Fox Newsy uh, talking over each other, and that you know just uh, Hillary would hear him talking over her, and she would just drone on with her message. You know, just chug straight through. I mean, she didn't really have another choice. Yeah, exactly. But that, I mean, that, he's the one who's fucking interrupting. But and that's where the moderator comes in. At least in my first debate of my well, my glory. What would the moderator uh, say at that point? Because then, then it definitely becomes CNN, where the moderator is like, "No, Mr. Trump, you know, Hillary has her time." Which he did, by yeah. the way. Well, yeah, but I mean, not really. I mean, you can start, yeah. you you can just fucking turn their mics off, man. Like you can you, you can't can turn ha- the mics off. Why not? Oh, uh, okay. There's something about the idea of turning the mic off to the future president of the United States. I don't know if that's a. I, I don't know. I, I, it's not that you can't do it. It's that I don't know if that would be the well, no, wisest. I mean, if we're, if we're going the civilized route of I ask you a question, you answer the question. Now I ask you a question, you answer the question. Yeah. Now I ask you that that is done all the time. Okay. That is standard practice to turn mics on and off when yeah, you're doing but, a panel like well, that. Well, here's the interesting thing: is we talk now about you're right the audio aspect of this, and you're right because. Because here's another issue I wanted to bring up is Trump's aspect of the microphone, this whole thing. If I can delve into that, because it kind of does discuss this part. Um, We have two sound guys sitting here. Yeah, Yeah. so I got a lot of (laughs) theories about this one. Uh, First of all, O'Brien, what's the basic Trump conspiracy theory? What's he saying about the microphone? Well, he was saying that the microphone wasn't working in the room very well. Um, The the viewers at home couldn't tell because it was not— it was fine, and, and everything he was saying was perfectly fine. Right. Um, however, recently, as far as I understand, um, it was either today or yesterday, they had confirmed that the microphone um, was a little bit buggy within the room itself. Right. Mm. Um, now, of course, Trump was able to take it three steps further as far as the conspiracy theory and saying, you know, well, maybe it was intentional. Maybe it's this, maybe, you know, et cetera. Uh, maybe they meant to do it. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know. I don't know. You tell me. Okay. So, I, you know, I can't speak to the conspiracy element of it, uh-huh. but, but as far as I understand, it was confirmed that the microphone wasn't working very well in the room. I have a, a couple of uh, things I want to say about this because uh, I've done a lot of live sound. I've done a lot of, you know, recorded sound. I've done a lot of sound for film. I've done a lot of sound for audio. I mean, re- music. Sound for audio. Sound for audio. <laughs> <laughs> I've done a lot of sound for things people hear. I, I do sound a lot. Uh, Sometimes I do sound things. I record so, stuff. Like people listen to it after I sound things. Anyways. I build things soundly. The point is the issue I believe that was happening was feedback. Mm-hmm. And it was feedback in the actual room, but it did, wasn't being picked up so much on the recording or the live feed that was going out to the TVs. Here's the thing. I 
caught a little bit of this feedback in one moment of Trump's response. It was when he was talking about, uh, it was a question about race and he went off. You guys kind of remember this because he did not talk about race. He talked about stop and frisk and all this other mm -hmm. stuff. He mentioned, I think he said the word four. And I forget what statistic he was talking about. Like maybe Chicago has 4,000 shootings <laughs> or whatever like that every year. He mm -hmm. said four twice. And on those two fours, you heard a little bit of a squeal. Mm -hmm. And that's a feedback squeal. Mm -hmm. And what happens is the live sound mixer has to theoretically turn down the gain or the level for that microphone before it, immediately. That's like the first instinct. It's like kind of hitting the brake on your car when you see an accident coming. That's your first instinct to turn down the level. So he probably cut the feed a little bit on the on the live studio feed or turned down his mic because he didn't want any feedback to get onto the overall live feed, which was going out to millions of people, which is way more important yeah. than 200 people in the audience, which was actually a smart thing. Now, Trump kind of perceived this as him cutting his level in the middle of his talking. And it was. Trump's not lying. That's what happened. Yeah. Uh, if you were in the room. If you were in the room, that's what happened. But mm -hmm. he... Was, he doesn't understand the concept of feedback and he was trying to prevent, the audio guy was trying to prevent extra feedback from squealing, from getting a hard, horrible noise in that room. Mm -hmm. uh, now, I think they fixed it and there's ways to fix it and I think that you can kind of cut the frequencies in a certain level to get rid of that squeal. And they probably did that really quickly or in a couple of moments and I didn't hear it after that. Uh, so at the last half an hour, of the, of, I thought it was mic was fine. I didn't hear any evidence of that. So I think they solved the problem. But He's right, and you can't disagree with him. He did have issues with his mic in the actual studio. Is this an excuse for a shitty debate? Of course not. Um, I don't no. know. Sean Fogg, what do you think about what I just said? Uh, bottom line is everyone hates the sound guy. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's easy to blame the sound it's guy. It's very true. Uh, it's so it's true. very true. I want the uh, sound guy to come out and <laughs> make an interview. Why doesn't someone interview the sound guy? There needs to be a representative in the industry from, uh, the, I mean, no one can even name a sound person. That's how little respect Shot they follows. have. Um, Joey Banya. <laughs> it's not exactly. Boom, nailed it. Yeah. Uh, an award-winning sound person. Joey Banya. Skip Leafsay. Harry Cheney. Yeah, I have no idea. That I'm a sound guy and I don't even know. That is correct. Like you could, you know. Uh, I Alan did not. Smithy. Ben Burt. Yeah, sorry, man. Ben Burt's the godfather of sound effects. Created <laughs> Wally, Pixar, every single Star Wars, Indiana Jones. You're welcome. Who'd you first blood as far as it was going to be, whether or not um, Brian the, the civility of the debates, as far as you can understand, like you said, it kind of turned into some sort of chaos. But let me ask you guys, as far as the bickering, who drew first blood? This is interesting, but does that necessarily matter, I guess? Well, I'd like to Although, get an answer. Well, the answer, I think, well, the answer <laughs> I think you're fishing for and I think is right is actually kind of Hillary. Okay. I think Hillary started being a little interrupty at first. And then that kind of opened the door to Trump, which she was, was a not interrupted at all. Not a lot. She said no, no, at all. She did not interrupt him. No, no, period. no. She what did. You, that's not true. She did. I was no, I was watching. I rewatched this yeah, like a couple hours ago. She did a couple times, like once okay. or twice. What's well, what the, what's the blood you're talking about that she first drew and when? I thought that's what you meant. Interruption. -wise. No, that's not what I meant. Oh, okay. Do you mean like the like a. Uh, uh, I don't know, a biting attack or yeah. like a, what, sick, a sick burn. His daddy gave him all his money or? That's kind of what, yeah. That was kind of the first, what I, I think, that was the first, Yeah, that was yeah. the first blood mm -hmm. as far as I could note was, yeah, the first thing she said was when they were talking about jobs, yeah. you know, um, and she sort of said in this very smart way, 
um, you know, uh, I can understand Trump's policy on new jobs and on taxes because he grew up in a very particular way. He grew up and, you know, his father gave him a, a large sum of money. And, and that ultimately— $14 million. Right, exactly. And, of course, you know, Trump that has always said off. it's been $1 million, right. and That's what fucking was the first little, like, the little dig underneath him, yeah. um, which tried to get him off. And I think most of the time Hillary was the one sort of doing yeah. these little, these little pestering poke, poking that's the bear exactly. for this— for what we all expected. <laughs> I just wonder and if there's a bite? list. I wonder if oh, there's yeah. like a list somewhere of Hillary's people like like Trump. One hundred thousand. Here's a list of fifty. Yeah. Hillary, you hit five of these and bing, 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 she bing, bing. She totally has I'm it. I'm sure. Yeah, there's a psyche evaluation that is miles deep on him. I would love yeah. to see the list. <laughs> he's he's lived so much in the public, and they're like they are. She didn't even bring up the majority of the things she could have hit. She's saying no. She's the October surprises. Well, of course, Trump is too. He could have said something very nasty. He said could have said something very nasty, but he didn't that he didn't say against chelsea's here and you know and and uh, and i said to myself you know what i just can't but i don't I, treat women like I that so because ridiculous. i'm such a good i i have so much restraint i didn't talk about you know what i wanted to talk about <laughs> which of course by not talking about it you are you know you're talking about it right like just fucking man up that's and worse because now the, we're imagining something extremely horrible that no, you're thinking in your brain we he's talking about he's talking about monica Lewinsky, but like or yeah, the fucking that, flowers thing was that worse than hillary's last jab i mean that was pretty what was Hillary's job? Time. What was her last job? Oh, the uh, the, 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 the Brazilian... The, uh, yeah, the Miss America thing? Or How Miss is that Universe a job? Thing. That's a fact. That's bringing up a fact. I don't uh, think that's as bad it's as... It's a very personal. strategic release of information of that was then followed by a... a, a what that's five a, minute that's uh, documentary? A punch. It's not a cheap shot, is what I'm saying. Oh, see, yeah, I think I, I think putting that into debate context is certainly. He's saying like planting it, like have a, having her in the audience or something like that. No, is no. It? All I'm simply saying is the fact that that Trump was saying that he wasn't going to talk about what he was not talking about while he was not talking about it, right. which is insane because just fucking talk. If you want to talk about it, just talk about it yeah. and let's have the conversation. Like, and fucking I'm just have saying it Hillary's and punch I'm was equally douchey. Well, it, no, I don't. No, well, you know I, I, why no, he because does you know it. why? Because at least Hillary fucking punched. You know what I mean? Like, I'm fine with that. Mm -hmm. I would have been fine with Sean, Trump, with Trump right bringing you are You clearly know why he does that. He does it. Right. I mean, he, no, he I, I think that. The, well, no, I think that the reason he said what he said was because he has no fucking restraint. And he was trying to say, you know, his 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 that's his everybody form kept telling me of don't restraint. say it. That's his form of restraint. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. That's and, and, sad and pathetic, of course. For sure. Yeah, of course. But we all know why it's like. He clearly wants to be able to allude to it without being accused of being a boorish, horrible person. I don't person. even think it was that calculated. I think he just wanted to say it, and he and everybody was telling of him not to say it. Of course, nothing he does is like that calculated. That's, You're that's right. Kind of what and I'm it, saying, yeah. He's an accidental con artist, right, and that's sure. his thing. Um, and it's amazing that he keeps falling the in. The Forrest Gump of politics. He, <laughs> wow. Not a bad, that's <laughs> really a bad analogy. Jesus Christ, that's good. <laughs> but like, if Forrest Gump was like actually a real person, because he probably would be kind of racist in Alabama. And all <laughs> I wish we could have saved that for the last line of the podcast. We'll use it. We'll use it again. People forget it. <laughs> um, so I, I guess we can talk about the, the. Do you want to talk about policy as far as the jobs and all that stuff? And and do you think Trump did a <laughs> good job? What policy did they yeah, talk about? They, they just said the same they things no. they, they've always said. I mean, really? What? Tell the, me what policies they talk about. Let's. They talked about their tax plan specifically. Really? What part? That's. I don't. Good point. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. I don't okay. Know. I mean, and this but, I, but back, I do feel like I, oh, okay. I do feel like it was there. I. I, I I, and to what be honest makes with you, though, and that's another thing. Mm -hmm. I, it's I always am so interested in this sure. because it's like, how do you remember this? And you mm -hmm. just said you can't remember a single thing about specific about their tax yeah. plan, but you do specifically remember stuff Something about tax, tax plans. Yeah. yeah, well, that's so, the thing. Yeah. In, and everything okay, I remember I was people, personal. Everything yeah, what I do remember. you remember about? What do you remember about Trump's tax plan? What do you remember about Hillary's? <sighs> okay, let's see here. Um, 
and see, I'm, I'm, the, the problem might be that I like I have both of their tax plans and I looked the actual tax plans over physically, so I'm I'm sort You've of blending. Read them. Did you read? Yeah. Did you read them after the debate? Yeah, oh, and that's okay. what I'm, 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 yeah. I'm, so you're tainted. I'm, exactly, I'm kind of blind. Right, well, I'm, well, I'm not sure what. Yeah, tell, tell me what you got. Not. Tell me what you got. What do you know? Hillary's tax plan. Here we go. Oh, as far as the brackets, well, it's just more so the. I mean, again, I'd have to have them in front of me specifically. Well, give me a general. Still, yeah, his, Hillary has more brackets that that start at a lower end, um, and okay. the, and tax are, taxes are much larger on on the 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 top. You know, the the upper one percent of the one percent specifically, exactly. Um, and where Trump's Trump's is, uh, I think three, two or three less, two or three less brackets, um, and a huge tax break on the the upper rich. What uh, does that mean to make less tax tax brackets? What is that going to mean for the middle class, theoretically, or the more for the, for the country? Well, it depends on on your view of economics. I mean, if you if you subscribe to trickle down economics, then what it means for Trump is that there will be more jobs created because the very wealthy will have the pop the, the capabilities of creating more you know industry essentially because they'll be and, theoretically a, a taxed less. Well, exactly, they're taxed less, and that gives them the incentive to create more within their business. They already have the business, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that's yeah. the trickle down economics, or of course, tr- Hillary and her sort of grandma joke, trumped up trickle down. Right. <laughs> Like, whereas uh, with Hillary, Hillary basically is saying, no, we can tax the upper, the, the very wealthy okay. and use those for more um, government funded programs, more or less, and, and essentially sure. uh, allow the middle class to um, flourish because we can then raise the raise the minimum wage, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, so those are and the then, two basic yeah, kind the of re- principles. Behind the Republican it version of that is that uh, larger tax brackets or fewer tax brackets encourage more upward mobility. So right. you're less... Uh, there is a disincentive to make more money when there are more tax brackets because the more money you make, the next bracket you go up to. Right. So the more, you know, if they, that bracket is larger, mm-hmm. there you get a larger threshold before gotcha. you have to right. pay more in taxes. And I actually didn't mean to talk about taxes. I think I was talking more about jobs specifically right. as far as what okay. will create the jobs. That was the first thing that they yeah. talked about was, you know, where are jobs coming from? And, and the and trade. They went so far with the trade stuff. Uh, I was amazed. They went a lot into the TPP, yeah. Uh, the, the, the worst trade agreement to ever trade agreements <laughs> oh my god his hyperbole his yeah. hyperbole overall in that was hyper i can't even be more hyperbolic about his <laughs> hyperbole it was over the top to an extreme yeah. it was like he couldn't even stop himself from yelling just being overall loud and that's another hold on that's another issue with audio guys if you're <laughs> if you're constantly yelling yeah. we have to constantly be fucking with the gain and turning it down up and down up and down up and down and trump was like the most dynamic volume <laughs> i've ever heard of any person to be the sound guy there is very difficult because sure. he's got to have his hand ready right on his microphone at all times mm. because trump is like whispering like this and then all of a sudden he's fucking screaming yeah. into the microphone there's one guy dedicated to trump yeah it, so it's got to be tough to be that sound guy uh, well talk to me <laughs> about talk to me about stop and frisk oh no okay yeah i thought this was so weird because okay um here's the thing i just didn't it didn't even make sense in general like the question was how do you bridge the gap between race relations <laughs> and trump could have trump could have said nothing he could have been like blah 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 yeah, and it would have been better than what he said it's true he literally answered a question about race relations responding with a specifically known to like almost everyone a racist policy <laughs> that's what he said like yeah. that's that's insane he could have just said i think we should kind of leave it the way it is blah 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 he could have said nothing and, and it would have been better and tripled down on it triple down triple yeah. down no it is not unconstitutional you are wrong the yeah. bad we guys and the Chicago. we should put it every yeah it's uh well okay let's get into some philosophy of it then <laughs> why what what is wrong with stop and frisk it seems to put the onus of 
There's guilt. a little thing called the Fourth Amendment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what is that? That's the uh, the one about the unreasonable search and yeah, seizure. Unlawful on, yeah, unreasonable search and seizure. Okay. Without uh, due process or a, a duly noted warrant or okay. whatever the hell. Okay. And so, who, who has the power in stop and frisk? Who, oh, just whatever cop decides, exactly. essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's the thin these old, blue line, as <laughs> we've discussed. Line, so then yeah. how, does that make, how does that make it racist? Well, it, it's the, it, the problem or the program itself is not inherently racist, but it is a, uh, a situation of too much power putting, being put in the hands of a historically racist institution. Okay. Not just that. It's been only used in, in specific cities where the, the population has been specifically higher minorities. That's specific. one. New York specifically, right. obviously. And Isn't that the only just, city? I think- More or less. I think right so. On. That's the only where I've heard it, but may, I think maybe other cities. Yeah. But also- the oh, I forget where I was going, but I think you you were kind of right. Just the idea of putting the power in the hands of a cop is not necessarily the fact that they're a racist institution. It's just just that's not where the power should lie. They shouldn't have that power in yeah. general. Yeah, that's what makes but, it unconstitutional. But, but yeah. there's also statistics that have literally proven that this has been taken advantage of in a racist manner. Yes, that's the yeah. point. Like, exactly. Over time, they have yeah. numbers on this. Exactly. So, so the the it's, argument it's the also argument been it, proven to make things safer, though. Has it? From no, it has not. I don't, I don't agree. No, I think really? that's I thought not the true. crime statistics were going but down. But that doesn't no, mean there's that they, correlation. Uh, so here's here's the key yeah. to this when you look at it. So the crime statistics did go down, mm-hmm. right? Um, however, they continued to trend down after stop and frisk was taken away. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't. It's not like they went up after stop and frisk exactly. was gone. So as far as the correlation so is concerned, we're back is, to the old abortion, abortion debate. Um, Perhaps. Well, really, this de- this debate is kind of a microcosm I, of. We the, should clarify what you mean by that. The Freakonomics concept that okay. the major reason that crime decreased was because abortion was legalized. Okay, so the 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 point, the joke you're making essentially is that there was something else that continued the downward trend of crime, exactly. and it's not stop and frisk. Right the, yeah. <laughs> I was just, I just wanted. To, Jokes I didn't want to really explain that, them. I'm sorry, yeah. It wasn't really a joke. I'll just find that abortion. for you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. No, I just want to say that's actually part of the whole argument that Giuliani made. And Giuliani's kind of backing him up on this too. And that mm-hmm. because he's claiming that he is the man responsible for all the crime laws in oh. Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And uh, by and- the way, murders are down. In Chicago and Manhattan and in general. Yeah. Oh, they're not just shooting people on the streets in the inner cities like Trump says? Dude, yeah. I well, mean, they how, are. How does, how fucking, you get shot. Yeah, let's you jump into that You walk down the street, quick, you man. get shot. Yeah. Imagine that. Imagine kind of living in that community and, and being, you know, essentially told that you're living in hell in a sense. I, I mean, it's it, I don't know what it's like to live in the inner city, but I certainly wouldn't presume. And I don't think Trump does, but he seems to presume. And this is the, the future president of the United States kind of just assuming that a whole kind of section of people and class of people are just fucking violent and that they are living in hell? Like, what the fuck? Where are you? How do you back that up? How insulting is that to just claim you're living in hell? Like, did he literally shit. say living in hell? Yeah, he, he fucking said did. exactly yeah, those words. He did that was in the debate? Yeah. Yeah, yeah dude. Well, that's what I'm saying. And, mm-hmm. I'm, and it's, it's, it came, again, it just came off as very insulting. Um, or at the very least, it, it, it felt like it might if I lived in an inner city. But I don't know. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it, and I don't know. I guess it just it, it goes to well, how okay. out of touch he is. I understand what he's trying to say, I suppose. He's basically trying to say there's problems and we got to fix them, which is fine. You can totally <laughs> sure, say everybody that. Everybody says that, though. Totally. But, again, don't say it like it's a living hell. There's there's nice ways to put these kind of things. And that's the that's a key. He's just a simply a boorish maniac who has no tact well, at yeah. all. And, and maybe but luckily, neither does his opponent. 
She doesn't have any she tact. She has so much tact. She's M- more the, so than the queen him, of tact. Yeah. Fucking lawyer and a half. Yeah. Dude, all you ever do is accuse her of being too lawyery and too tactful with <laughs> yeah. what she says. She's uh, like she most careful. Not tactful. Yeah, yeah. Okay, understand. fair enough. Not all <laughs> careful with what she said. It's kind of what. She tries to be tactful. She do, sometimes does, isn't. Though. She's no Joe Biden or anything like yeah. that. And she's certainly <laughs> no Joe. Rock. God, Joe Biden. I missed <laughs> yeah. that guy. Continue. Sorry, what were you saying? Um, let's around? see. Ooh. I guess what I was going to move on. I want to talk a little about body language. Mm-hmm. Um, if you guys got any opinions about the way either of them kind of had to their own body language. I had a couple things, but I wanted to throw it to you. How did you feel about Trump's body language, for instance? Trump I mean, nothing new. They were both uh, just kind of portraying their same character. He was, you know, that loose, easygoing, or trying to be sort of uh, flying by the seat of his now, pants. Now, I hate guy. when people are like the body language experts, all this bullshit. Like, we are fucking body language experts. We're all humans. We Everyone, all observe. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, but we, may not, we might not be able to articulate specifically. Sure, sure, sure. We're not ex- much of an expert. Fine. But I'll give you this. Let me ask you this, Sean, Sean O'Brien. The sniffs. What do you think? What was up with the sniffs? Um, so that's, well, let me speak to body language first, if okay. I may. No, yeah, go general, and then, um, then I will talk And then I'll later. definitely specifically yeah. talk yeah, about the ahead. sniffs. Um, so the first, I, I guess, 20, 30 minutes of the debate, I was actually cooking, so I wasn't really, I didn't have my eyes on it, and it sounded like Trump was doing all right. Um, uh, wait, I'm sorry. Yeah, but well, more or less. It sounded like he was doing all right, but also he was just saying nothing at the same time. Wait, yeah. so that, but like you weren't whatever. watching. Yeah. You were just well, listening. Well, here's the key. And For I'll, the first, how, I'm sorry, uh, like about 20. 20 minutes or so. Okay. Um, but I'll, and I'll clarify exactly why that's important as well. But then, then finally, I started watching 20, 30 minutes in. And it was, you know, by then she had already poked him and he was already kind of off on the rails and tried to catch up. But so then when I rewatched the debates, um, I noticed that Trump did have kind of an interesting um, uh Body language in this sort of powerful sense. He wasn't as sluggish or kind of like, you know, slumpy um, as he was throughout from, I guess, a half hour or so on for the, for the you know, next, after the subsequent hour or so. Hillary was pretty much straight on the whole time and, you know, firm. But um, I feel like Trump in the first beginning of it, body language wise, uh, uh, upon rewatching, seemed like he was doing a better job. And then when I just heard it, mm-hmm. um, which was interesting. So that could speak to body language itself because then toward the end, it was the same. He was saying nothing and his body was just oh, whatever. Um, the little fat fuck he is with little hands. Anyway, sorry. Um, the sniffles was interesting. I don't magnificent think. Magnificent hands. So I'll see if I can kind of give you an example. Um, when you speak very nosily, okay. And nasally is the word I was trying to say. When you yeah. speak very nasally and you I, just I kind like of constantly though. throwing through your nose and you're saying the same kind of shit, you kind of get this simple reaction where that's what you do okay that's how you start to breathe because you're not thinking about what what your mouth is doing you're thinking about your nose that's kind of what it is you know what i mean it's it's just a tick i don't think it was a sniffly thing i think it was just hit a little bit of nerves and just kind of him it was just he was a fucking breathing he wasn't sniffling I agree. Yeah. Uh, I think actually he was slightly sick. I think he had some allergies. It sounded like <laughs> so. You do. You don't agree. <laughs> no, no. I agree that it's both. I think oh, it's. Okay. Bo- I think he does it at the end of every sentence, but or like kind of like a tick. But it was extra loud because he had a, some sort of sinus thing going on. I think he has an allergy. I don't think he's like a cold, but I noticed it because I heard it in his voice. His voice sounded a little nasally. He sounded like he was like, like coming, getting over a cold or something. Okay. Yeah. Um. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think I didn't catch that. Okay, that's fine. I just thought his voice sounded slightly nasalier, slightly and a little bit more mid rangey. That sounds like very again too audio, like <laughs> but a little mid range honk okay. in there. It's a, yeah. Um, 
Anyways, uh, Sean, I, no- you have I noticed. Conspiracy theory about I noticed that? something. <laughs> let me just see what Sean Fob. Maybe the, the guy put some EQ and the sound guy put some EQ in there. No, actually, I'm just going uh, normal on this one. It's a uh, you know cold and flu season. It's uh, so a, it's a hard okay. road out there. You know, he's probably a little a little, little under the weather. Yeah, but then there again, there is the self satisfied sniff where if you say something extremely self satisfied, you have to sniff. <sighs> yeah, I I didn't right. get a whole lot of. I, I got a little bit of the interrupty sniff, mm-hmm. but not a whole lot of the self satisfied sniff. How okay. about Howard Dean jumping in though with the fucking, that's what cocaine addicts do. Like, is he on cocaine? How, did you guys see this? Howard Dean <laughs> Yeah, whatever. In? Don't, that would ignore that. Fair enough. You're that's right. So I, but I, I think it was so fucking irresponsible just to, like, yeah. it's playing exactly the same kind of shit Who that cares? Trump does and then he's like, well, because I think That's I, what Dean does though. He's he's trying to fight fire with fire. He he was, he used to be the Democratic um, uh, committee chairman. Like, so he yeah. was the, he was the guy who was supposed to be the fight fire with fire. So that's his MO now. But that's isn't what, that kind of irresponsible, though? Like, it's yeah, all that's, that's, that's why he's not a politician. That's why he wasn't really voted in. Um, okay. <laughs> I want to talk more about body language <laughs> for a second. Yeah. I, and that's kind of a bullshit, by the way. Yeah, reason. very anyway. much so. uh, Body no, language. He, here's the thing I thought about. Um, yeah, he clipped. He mm. peaked. Yeah, that's why it sounds so bad. Uh, <laughs> Trump, Trump did something that I do. Uh, and I noticed it because I noticed it myself. Um, he's got anxiety. He's anxious. Uh, he taps the mic. Mm. And he doesn't tap the mic all the time. He taps the mic at very specific moments. He did it maybe, I think, three, maybe four times the entire debate. Mm-hmm. And he did it when Hillary was saying something that he disagreed with and bothered him extremely. And he th- had a great theoretical thought in his brain and he couldn't express it. And he tapped the mic to kind of be like, I'm about to say something to the mic, but oh, I can't do it. I'm going to tap the mic. At, and he does it like that because he's thinking about something in his head. I do it sometimes too. I think that's what he was doing. And that, mm. to, that to me is very interesting because he's like constantly thinking of defensive mechanism thoughts whenever he hears anything about himself. Yeah, he's very that he can't help. Yeah, can't. So his brain is always on this anxious defensive mode. And we've seen it recently too, if I can somewhat transition to this, to the 3 a.m. tweets, which was recent. This was sure. like 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. yesterday, the day before. Yeah. Um, there was a couple of, like four or five tweets really defend, no defending, attacking the uh, Miss Universe candidate. Defending himself against the media's attacks sure. of him for attacking her previously. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. Which actually ended up being extremely misogynist because he would say, check out her non-existent sex tape at 3 a.m. in the morning. Um, what, what do you mean, check wait. out her non-existent sex tape? And why That's, is that misogynist? What? What's happening? Well, I think what do you mean? To try to discredit someone? To just say, like, check out her sex tape? It's why, very, yeah, why is that misogynist? Kind of creepy in the, like, That's fine. That's not misogynistic. I would Which, say by the way, Trump also both. was in a porno, by the way, in the year 2000. <laughs> wow, really? Why? Yeah. Yeah, he was fully clothed and it was just a thing, but he did appear like in a Playboy walk, porno. Be, oh, play, yeah. Uh, Playboy. Uh, Playboy's not porno. I don't know what to tell. I mean, it's, I'm simply classy. saying. That's so, fucking but, classy. But I haven't even heard this whole thing about he what he's talking about with, with, this, with the sex tape thing. She said he, he that said was a that tweet she of had, his. He claimed that she had a sex tape? Yeah, that was just in his tweet. He literally made a parenthesis and said, check out sex tape. Like, she's not reliable. Check out sex tape. Like, accusing her of kind of being like, bloody. Hillary? No, she, okay. Al- Alicia M. Whatever her oh. name is, the Miss Universe. Oh, Muchados. gotcha. Yeah. Oh, this is okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, I mean, she does have a lot of skeletons in her closet, as far as I understand. Um, and you know, it, or at the very least, it, she's she's unable to deny the you know her her, her in some of the accusations of her past. Um, well, apart but from what. Okay, What's I really, the problem? I don't I, understand. Oh, it's the tweeting itself. Is the idea that he's up at night at four in the morning, five in the morning. Oh, that he doesn't have a handler in charge of his public face that 
he's it's interesting no, too. It's a question of him just having no self restraint whatsoever. That's that's what he he's thinking no about at five in the morning. What, do we want our president to be thinking about that stuff at the five in the morning? And he tweeted back at someone, I think, and it was really interesting. He's like, "Well, at least you know where I will be at three a.m. Like I'll be awake and ready, kind of thing." Well, no, no. See, that's the problem here. Let me clarify something. Like, as the presidency. The president in general needs to have a, a kind of cool head, a, a calm, collected demeanor to them because instability in, you know, the markets are generally tied and instability in kind of world world affairs, right? And, and you know, uh, uh, d- diplomacy in general are tied specifically to every leader's ability to uh, – not fucking, I don't know, uh, I guess consistency. Consistency also ultimately and, and a cool-headedness and a, and a calculated way of, of acting. Mm. Um, and if someone is uh, very erratic and doesn't have, um, it has, a, has an element of unpredictability to them, then that directly affects the world markets. It directly affects diplomacy. It directly affects how the, our country is seen. Our and, military. Yeah, and our military as well. That's the big one for me. And I uh, you brought up something that really reminded me because I did a lot of research on this last night mm-hmm. and you kind of de- did what I wanted to talk about. Oh, um, sorry. That, no, no, it was wonderful because <laughs> okay. uh, you led me to this. Um, I was re- I thought about this because I was thinking about 3 a.m. Everyone's talking about 3 a.m., answering 3 a.m. And I remember hearing about- Sorry, I, I must be lonely. I thought about the Matchbox 20 song and I thought, where else did I hear 3 a.m., 4 a.m. kind of stuff? So I remember because I'm obsessed with the Civil War, I saw the Ken Burns documentary about the Civil War maybe a million times in my life. Okay. And there's a great historian in that documentary named Shelby Foote. You mm-hmm. might remember him. He's like in- tw- Nobody no- remembers him. Nope. Oh. <laughs> He's, he's been in the documentary like 80 times. I don't know. I thought maybe you'd like Ken Burns. No maybe one, you've seen no Ken Burns. No one can name an audio guy. You think they can name a documentarian? No he's, one has he's seen a, his, he's a, a famous, historian. He's a <laughs> no yeah. one has seen the Civil War, Ken Burns. Really? No. Do yourself a favor. It's really good. I've right? been meaning to. Yeah. Okay. I'm serious. It's really good. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, he was describing General Ulysses S. Grant, and he was describing him Grant's as- tomb. At, yeah. Who's in it? Right. Mr. Leopold Bloom. That's right. Yeah. yeah, good job. Okay, so <laughs> Grant, ironically, we'll put this to the side for now, was not a good president, but we'll ignore that. Before he was a president, he was maybe the greatest soldier of all time. And this is not me saying that. That's William Tecumseh Sherman, maybe. He was like Rambo? Kind of. Uh, now, okay. <laughs> Grant is amazing. And I want to use him as an example because Shelby Foote talks about this four o'clock, what he calls four o'clock courage or four o'clock calmness, four o'clock courage. Mm-hmm. And he says, basically, you could wake a man up, Grant, General Grant, at 4 a.m. and tell him that his flank was being turned, meaning the enemy the is, being is tacking, yes, tacking <laughs> your... <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> it's a pretty goddamn good joke. So I have to laugh at it and derail me. Yes, okay. So his flank is being turned, right? God damn it. The side, his army. Better get that crisscross pattern going. Shit. The sides of his army are being attacked and yeah. it's not a good situation. Okay. okay. What do you do? And he's basically saying, They're well. Being put through the meat grinder. Grant would be as calm as the other side of the pillow, okay? He, as cool as the other side of the pillow. I know. I wanted to switch it up. <laughs> okay. God damn it. That's not a. Hey, the pillows aren't calm. <laughs> You're right. I just ruined it. Can't we just move on? You'd be as cool as the other side oh, of the pillow. Sure. Okay. The point is, four o'clock courage. Shelby Foote says it's the most important thing to have in a general and a leader. And I thought about this, and Trump literally has the opposite. He has four o'clock cowardice Paranoia. or four o'clock anxiety. Yeah. He is the exact opposite of this. You could wake him up at 4 a.m. and tell him that everything is going wrong. But he's and already he will flip fidgeting. out and make the worst decision in the world mm-hmm. because his natural reaction- Would that be any different from like noon though? 
I understand. No, well, no, <laughs> but but four a.m. is extremely important. Because that's not that's, even a low blow, by the way. I'm being kind of serious. I mean, what what are the things that deter that go into how Trump determines what he will do in your mind? What are the things that that he uses? His well, gut. Yeah. Okay. His, his, how it affects his, his, his bottom line. <laughs> okay. Yeah. His, his gut first. His pocketbook second. Are those good say? things to use as a as a determining fa- as determining factors <laughs> for oh, a president? Yeah. Oh, no. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Great. To well, be great. a fantastically huge businessman. Yeah. Maybe. To but, be a greedy uh, well, son of a bitch. Yeah. You, why? Why? Why are the? What's wrong with going with your gut? Um. That was George Bush's uh argument. When, w, w Bush. Well, when it's only your skin in the game, sure, nothing's wrong with it. But uh, when, you know, 300 million people's lives and livelihoods are on the line, mm-hmm. that's uh, slightly less of a good game plan. Mm-hmm. We don't pay the president to make gut decisions. We pay him. Yeah. We pay him 500 grand a year to take his fucking time and be smart and use his joint chiefs of staff and use right. his advisors and use that's his entire we, administration and make an educated decision for the benefit of the entire 350 million people that he represents. We don't pay him to be a gut. And even then, he really shouldn't be making decisions. Well, that's mm-hmm. another whole. <laughs> Those are two, right. These are two yeah. different arguments that You're come right. up because first, first things first, right? We talk about the gut element of it. Um, tr- our president will be sitting there, and then what ultimately happens is two people come up and and give the president two different options of what of how he or she can take um, take action in mm-hmm. in this current situation, be it diplomatic or be it kind of war, whatever you name it. Um, it, it ultimately does come down to the president's decision. And what I'm saying is, what are the things that they should use to determine those things, and and why isn't gut the first and foremost answer that it should be there? Because you do have both options, and mm-hmm. and what it what. How, or at least, how do you describe the educated guest that you're talking about? I don't about? mind the gut reaction. I just want it to be checked with your brain. Just use your, your brain to temper it. Right, you and, know what I mean? and what is the education that you require in that educated guest? Information, intelligence, whether, whether it's your CIA telling you something or whether it's a scientist telling you that global warming exists. Yeah, I think the gut comes in with picking the people to bring you that information. But um, Right, and that's the other argument with Trump as well, is that he'll hire the best people. But he doesn't listen to his people. Okay. That's another great point. One, he doesn't hire that great of people. He hires, yeah. I mean, strong-willed people, but, and, and they seem to be good people, but they're not. <laughs> they're probably the best he people ch- that are willing to he work also for is known to He fire. hires the best people. He also is known to fire the most people. So what does that really say about his own judgment, that he second-guesses himself more than anything and makes more mistakes about hiring people than anyone? I don't, I don't is that get really it. a thing? I thought that was just like the He's TV. famous for firing people. Right, but that's like the TV He's also thing fired of... three campaign managers. Okay. Or, I'm sorry, yeah, two. He's point. on his third campaign manager. And also, to be honest, well, everyone— Third and fourth at the same time, simultaneously. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, like his well, fourth Brett wife. Brett Bart is— C- I'm sorry, Breitbart is CEO, technically. Uh, I <laughs> of mean, Trump Campaign Inc.? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, they haven't really <laughs> described, but I mean, Kelly, Kellyanne Conway is his campaign manager, um, and then Mike Breitbart is fucking, um, you know, the, the, yeah. the CEO of the campaign, as far as I understand. Um, Very strange. So, d- does Trump understand what temperament means? <laughs> Out of curiosity? No. Did you guys catch that? Or stamina. I, yeah, and stamina as well. And again, just a, another complete lie, right? She doesn't have the look to be president. No, I didn't say that. I said stamina. Um, so, okay. It's a little dig at Hillary's thing. But I mean, temperament, what did he mean by I have, I have a winning temperament? And what, did, what was the actual question that led us into that? Well, as far people as, think it's a dog whistle for being a man. That's uh, what, that's okay. what, that's what people, I mean, I'm not, I'm just saying that's what like the news outlets people are, are saying. People are saying that like, you know, when they say he doesn't have the temperament to be president, what does it mean? He's just too masculine? No, no, no. When he's saying I have a winning temperament and she doesn't have the right temperament. 
Um, I, I don't think he meant it that way. I think he just meant, I think he didn't know exactly what was being asked of him. And and people are saying he doesn't have the right temperament to be president. And he's, he's sort of pivoting by saying, you know, I, I have a winning temperament. I, so it doesn't matter what my fucking temperament is. I think is. it's amazing that he slid this far without a, a follow-up question. Uh, why didn't Hillary simply say, what's NAFTA? What's, what, like, literally tell me, what does this stand for? Something like that. Something simple, like- North American Free Trade Organization. Association. Is it North America or North Atlantic? I'm kidding. I don't know. I, I say the same wrong thing every time. So oh, you, you guys do? God me. damn it. I, and I forget it for this one because we always do <laughs> We always do NATO too and I always forget whether NATO oh, is- Oh, right. That's the other one I always say wrong. That's North Atlantic. Right. North American North American. Now, I guarantee he would not get that right. Um, I don't think it would be a big deal either, but I think she's got to ask him more specifics and someone needs to ask him a follow-up question one of these days to see that he doesn't know anything the emperor has no clothes. Why is no one asking him a follow-up question? I am bugged. I think she's saving it. And that's my thing. I want, I want to ask you guys this. Um, does she have some sort of strategy because this is the first one? Do you think she simply, obviously, well, we all know what she did. She let him, she let him hang himself, right? She yeah. let him kind of make himself look like a fool. Is, is that a good strategy to do first and then theoretically save the jugular for the third debate? Do you well, that guys, was, do you mean, guys that agree was on that? the first part of our strategy though. So it was, it was the rope-a-dope. It was let him hang himself the entire thing. And then the last two minutes of the thing, I'm going to throw in this thing about the Brazilian lady. Like that. Oh, you think the oh, so you think the Brazilian lady was the knockout punch? Oh yeah, I mean they had all of that stuff ready to go. As soon as the debate was over, those documentaries were everywhere. Okay, but, I guess you're right because that did lead all the news cycles and everything. Yeah. Okay, I didn't whoa, mean whoa, whoa, it. Whoa, I didn't know. Whoa, I didn't, whoa, 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 but I didn't, slow down. No, I didn't mean it like that. Theory no, no, I didn't mean it like that though. I meant like, is it a good strategy on the long term of the debates? I want to hear Sean Brand what you think. Like, was it good to let him hang himself for the first debate? Like, do you think? You're presupposing that, that I think that that was her strategy, and okay. I don't think you don't that that's think that, true. Okay, what was her strategy then? I, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I, what I think that Hillary had to walk a fine line as far as how she was, how she presented herself in the debates, and I think that she succeeded in that, right? And so the line itself was not being too bullish, not being too kind of smug, right? Um, and and allowing, I, I, I guess it's fair to say not not claiming too much that Trump was wrong, but allowing him to sort of present. I see. That's what's tough about it. I don't, I, it's, well, pre, it's presupposing letting him hang himself because he kind of will. And, and she had the opportunity to kind of step in just like you said, which was to fact check exactly what was happening. But the reality of the situation is that what Hillary needed to do ultimately more than anything was not appear unlikable, right? She needed to not appear unlikable. Why is that? Why is that because the main thing? Because she is unlikable. But why is that what she needed to do here? So that to win over undecided, right. yeah. essentially. Are undecided voters going to be swayed because of her likability? Well, that's yeah, all undecided is all that matters right now. So whatever no, I don't you can mean do that. to sway I, them. That's not what I'm saying. I, I think I'm not I know that they're Rather important. Facts, I'm mean? saying exactly. Okay, how yeah, are undecided the, voters? Yes, I, I think that I really do think that that's, that's not how it one is. voting block though. Undecided is a very scattered voting block, and sure. you have to take a shotgun approach to that. I see. So you have to, right. you know, try and win some people over with the the kill them with kindness, right. and then there's yeah, the, the group that you're going to have to just Bernie Sanders e the facts. It's also them. easier to listen to facts when you like listening exactly. to a person. Yeah. You know what I mean? If, if I just throw a million different facts at you, you, you know, right. about as if far Brad as the Pitt tells me of, something, and if I tell you something, you're going to like Brad Pitt saying it. Right, better. exactly. Or yeah. at the very least, I'll, I'll be more, you know, You'll believe to Brad Pitt. Right, more. exactly. Yeah, so, no, that's legit. So I think that that was, I think that that might have been the, the, primary goal that she wanted to do. I don't know, but I, the, I think that that was the smartest move if that was the intention was just to not appear unlikable. Okay, <laughs> did she walk that line? Which is different than appear unlikable, by the way. Did totally she, different. Did she walk that line? 
do you think? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I mean, so in your mind, it was a successful debate for her. She won the debate. She did. She succeeded what she needed to do. I think so. Yeah, I, th- I think so. I, I, I think that she, she, ma- she, she appeared calm and collected in the light of Trump's kind of, you know, attacks and insanity and his craziness. And, and I think that, you know, it, I, I don't think Trump lost any followers because he's not going to. And I don't, and I don't think Trump or Hillary lost any followers because I don't think she's going to. But as far as these undecideds that we're talking about. Yeah, was any progress made? I don't think she lost anybody over there. I think she may have gained some. Okay. And I don't know if that was because of Trump's performance or because of her performance, but I, I don't think that those two are mutually exclusive. Now, I want to probe you just a little bit more. Um, sure. do you, how do you think the second and third debate will go? Well, the second one's a town hall, and I think it'll be interesting to see Trump interact with normal people. I mean, Hillary has been <laughs> interacting with normal people her whole life, uh, just people she's never met before. And she's a politician, right? And she, I she wouldn't knows call how those to do normal that. People, this is going to be yeah. great. And when just a random person asks Trump, it's like, sir, why haven't you released your tax reform? It's like, who, who the fuck I, I are you? Yeah, who the fuck are you? Huh? Huh? Oh, hey, God, come this come is going to be Get great. Get him out of here. You Get are making me so <laughs> excited for yeah, this debate. Yeah, so I, you know, I don't know. On the other hand, the problem with that format is there's going to be no one to really hold them to the questions, I don't think. I think that's less of a format, you know, that's more of just a uh, launching point point for them to veer off into whatever they want to talk about. I think that that's true. I think that that's true. Will there be a moderator for the town hall? Well, I assume there's going to be someone walking Again, around with a microphone and it's yeah, one sure. of them. sounds is. like something he you is. do. There's two. Okay. But, well, actually, Cooper in the past has been pretty decent. He's been great. I think so. I think he's been the best. Somebody, yeah, he'll say yeah. it. But Mr. Trump, Mr. Trump just, yeah. had to, just, had to, just to clarify, what they asked you was, why haven't you released your tax forms? He's totally. fair, too. I feel like he doesn't, he's not completely, I mean, he's definitely liberal-leaning, but I think he is, he does kind of hold Democrats' yeah, feet sure. to the fire. Again, you know, there are such things as empirical facts, and I think that he does a good job of, of clarifying what those, what those are and, and highlighting them specifically. Um, uh, did Trump successfully answer the whole um, tax return thing? Uh, no. no, 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 no. Okay. of course not. Because he reiterated uh, in exactly fact, what he said. The I would whole time say and... I want to talk about this actually. Moment. Sure. If you, uh, this to me was the climax of the early. I guess it was the really the, the middle of the debate. So it kind of was the climax. This was Hillary's shining moment, and a lot of people have analyzed this already and kind of called it her like checkmate, if you will. And I kind of agree. And what it was was she basically laid out four points very well, like yeah, clearly. Yeah, that's true. And what it did was it basically laid no um, no alternative. Yeah. So you had to be one of those four things, and all four things were damning as yeah. hell. And it was like, you know, either he's hiding something about how much money he has, either yeah, he, he's he doesn't have he doesn't have enough money. He doesn't have as much money as he says he is, or he's uh, he owes he certain had, people money. Yep, yep. Uh, Which of course, you know, that the meaning meaning kind of foreign foreign adversaries right. and and you know the mafia essentially. <laughs> the third one was Forget what the other ones. Third were, one so. was he doesn't give as much to a charity as he thinks he oh, is. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And the fourth one was finally he no doesn't federal pay any taxes. Tax. Which yes. of course he has a jump Trump's on. Trump's response was that makes me smart. Does it make him smart? I mean, uh, to the viewers out there watching being like, yeah, I mean, I think— It doesn't make him smart, although it is a smart thing to do if you only care about your wallet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and to his base, I mean, that is, you know, if he's speaking to the rich or he's speaking to the small business owners, that is essentially status quo. Yeah, most people, you know, they're like, fucking, that's true. Why yeah. the fuck should I give anything to the It doesn't make him smart. It makes, it makes him a good businessman, which— it's true. He, I get, it's, How are those not synonymous, though? Yeah, I mean— it, Oh, I don't think smarts is necessarily good businessmen all the time. There's so many oh, different— no, no. Smart is such a vague term. There's so many different— There's street smarts. There's, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But bo- I mean, so, but still, it, 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 so, in the context of being a good businessman, was it not smart to not pay any taxes if he's able to? 
if he's only, again, if his only concern is his shareholders and his wallet, then yes. So, yeah. So then you're saying he is being smart. I, no, he said that makes me smart. Yeah. Well, yeah. I disagree. And so, okay. what, so why that do you does disagree? not make him smart. But given the in option. In the context that he's talking about. I'm sorry, given, gotcha. given the option between paying more taxes and paying less taxes, would we not call the person that willingly pays more taxes dumb? So is Trump calling all of us dumb? Well, if we're paying more taxes than we have to, yeah. So we're all dumb? Most of us, yeah. We're all dumbed for paying federal tax. No, not for paying it, but for paying more than we should, yeah. Let's get to the heart of this. <laughs> is, it, is it immoral not to pay taxes? Um, well, I mean, that gets into your moral versus legal thing because... Yeah, I know. That's my, why I said immoral, not legal. Well, well no, but <laughs> my, my assumption here is that Trump not paying any taxes is not illegal. I, I assume he's doing that legally sure. yeah, or let's, within, let's just, let's just within the confines legal. of the system. I get it. So that's why by, by definition, that's not necessarily a moral because it's what the system is requiring of him. No, no, not the legality and morality are not synonymous in that sense. So well, there is no by definition. No, it, in, it is not immoral. Sure. In general, legality and, and morality are not the same thing. But in this context, in the context of a tax, is that not, is, isn't the morality paying what the tax is requiring of you uh no i i'm i'm simply saying is it immoral to not pay taxes in a general sense if it, you're living in a society and you're making billions of dollars right I, mm -hmm. and there there are capabilities of you paying your federal taxes right. which by all accounts are you know more or less required yeah for this specific instance, I, I definitely stand by if it is not illegal, it is not immoral. Okay. Not for all things, but for taxes, certainly. Okay. Now, there are... What, what there is, why? Why do you say that? Why is it, why is it not immoral Because I, I don't believe taxation in general to be moral. Okay. To be inherently moral, I should say. Why not? So, um, well, I mean, it's, it, it, it's not something that ha I don't think has an inherent morality in and of itself. So I don't think I... Well, if our society is built mm -hmm. in such a way that some people who are, are you know, let's just take it to the extreme, right? right. Some, somebody's dying because they don't have enough food mm -hmm. and they, they're living in the same society that we have. Yeah. Um, and you are sort of, a, are, are encouraged by the society to mm -hmm. throw into this pool in, with which we can help feed people who are dying. Um, is that a moral thing? That's the moral argument there. Yeah, as but that's far charity as too. Well. So I mean, okay. there's there's no reason that you know. I mean, that's the taxman comes to me and says I owe him X amount of dollars. Mm -hmm. If I don't pay him that X amount of dollars, then yes, that's immoral. Mm -hmm. But if he tells me that it's X amount of dollars, and I'm like, oh, it should have been twice that, then I don't think that that's necessarily a moral thing because then you can use that more effectively than the government itself. Does this go back to your pendulette thing that it's it's at the hand of a gun? That kinda? certainly has to do with it. Yeah, but I mean taxation in and of itself like if you guys wrote the code in in such a way that i don't owe any taxes i don't think i have a moral responsibility to then hand over money that you never asked for. sure sure which is fine but let's just say in, but, in okay. our island example right but this in, is not in, the reality though hold on can we go i want to talk about his specific all right now do your island i'm sorry i don't want no it's fine i, I, I want to hear your hypothetical I, well yeah it's not so much a hypothetical i'm, I'm trying to get at the heart of 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 taxes right, right. and in the end and and what how to best govern a society, yeah. right? In, in a perfect world, would it make more sense to essentially spread the wealth? Does, is that a moral way of looking at it? And I mean, ultimately, what is Tommy. the... No, I'm asking. Mm. I, I'm genuinely asking. Mm. I mean, if we... What is the... Okay, what is the purpose of a society? Let's, let me ask you well, that. E, uh, or, or, is that a, or is that a non sequitur? We're, we're getting really deep. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we should. 
uh, okay, well, but I, I do want to get back to the debates eventually. Um, okay, what, fair what, enough. Just a quick counter yeah, yeah, to yeah. your argument. I see your morality there, but I also see it as amoral to take things away from people that have worked more for them. Mm -hmm. So the di uh, distribution of wealth, yeah, everyone should be on an equal playing field. But then again, if I work my ass off and you're sitting on your couch doing nothing, you know, wh why is that fair then too? Sure. So there's there's an equal amount of immorality there in my eyes. Yeah, okay. no, no, for sure. I, 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 think, I think ultimately it's the stability of the republic that we should look out for. Um, and, and I don't know how to strike the balance between there, but yeah. at the moment currently, I, I feel like a, a, an imbalance in where the wealth lies, yeah. um, has a, has historically speaking, a, a better chance at creating instability in the society. I, I guess my point is that if the, if it is not legally required of me to pay more money to the government, that money is, if I think feel that I have a moral obligation to help society, mm -hmm. I think there's better ways that I could use that money to help society than to just give it over to the government. Okay, that's So I, I don't think, yeah. I, do you think Trump is acting morally in his world? Because you, uh, you might be moral. Do you think Trump was? Um, well, I mean, his morality is certainly different than my morality, but his morality, I assume, revolves around accumulation of wealth. And, for uh, himself. Exactly, yeah. Right. For, for a bettering himself. And that is, in his mind, I believe, a moral decision, certainly. Yeah, it's interesting, though, but moral. he's running for president. Uh, he's, right. he's, he's not exactly. running. He has to care not, about more than himself. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, and that's not— I have never once argued in favor of Trump. <laughs> no, I know. No, no, I know. <laughs> I'm not saying you are. Just saying that's yeah. interesting that he's making that argument. Yeah. Um, Hmm. I think it's a good sidebar. I, I want to just table that discussion because oh, we, no, we can talk. Oh, we're done. That's thing, why we're yeah. looking at you. But yeah. I, no, I, no, I mean table. Like we should like talk about it like later. We should we can oh, have yeah. a whole like kind of. It's on the list. It's a good yeah. Okay. Um, let's see what I want. One thing talk I did about. want to ask you guys about though, yeah. um, I, I haven't heard too much about it here and there, but um, they did agree on one thing, uh, which was the idea that the no fly list should right. ban you from having a gun. Yeah. Well, Trump, yeah, Trump, Trump also did call for gun control in some of the inner cities, yeah, which yeah, was very sure. interesting. Well, of course, there's you, people with guns who shouldn't have guns. Wait, wait, the, what? The, you know what the overlap <laughs> is? I, I have the full backing of the NRA. I'm sorry. But you know what the overlap is there? Why no people on the no fly list should have no guns, right? Because they're all terrorists. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I mean, you, I assume you guys know my position on this, but uh, that is... You can, you're welcome to state it. I'm, I think you I'm know, definitely yeah. going to. Um, this is something that needs Get to be ready, stated. people. Do we, have well, a, do we have a drum roll? No, I Damn don't. Uh, That's not bad. Okay, hold up. Uh, you're all dumb. Um, <laughs> we already knew that. Yeah. <laughs> no, just the, the concept of the no-fly list has no, uh, no reason to be applied to that. First off, uh, the no-fly list is, is pitched to us as a, a sort of uh, quick band-aid for, for things that could happen, whereas there is no sort of um, uh, no due process, certainly. There is no way to know your name is even on the list. There is no way to really get your name off of the list. It is a completely secretive and arbitrary program that is meant to be a quick reaction. So the idea of the no-fly list is to keep terrorists from blowing up airplanes, certainly a noble endeavor, but the whole idea is that they are supposed to be able to make those decisions quickly and without too much scrutiny. And that is completely antithetical to the entire idea of the Second Amendment and the idea that we have the right to bear arms. You don't necessarily have the right to fly. So that's a, a little wishy-washy 
sketchy thing I'm still kind of okay with. But the idea that- a private airplane. Yeah, the idea that they would then go ahead and use this sort of, um, this this shot from the hip sort of list that they use to then, in uh, you know, basically remove the rights from uh, possibly upstanding citizens is completely unconstitutional. I think that that's a fair argument. Yeah, I actually I, I don't disagree. I don't either. have an argument against that. Yeah, I think it's fair. I think the deal is Hillary's a centrist, and we got to understand that. And uh, unfortunately, that's the deal. And she's going to agree with actually a lot of right wing concepts, and we, we don't realize it right now, but it's true. Um, let's see where I wanted to go from here. Oh, so, go ahead. Well, oh, that, no. that's the you thing. Had to say to that. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the no fly list was a uh, a concept that was sort of demonized by both parties a year ago, and now all well, of a sudden they've both come around to it. I don't really understand where that. Well, because it's about guns now. Now it's framed in the terms of we just want to have less guns in the, in the in the hands of people. I, I, yeah, and I, I, I because yeah. of recent events, though. That's why. yeah. Oh, I certainly understand, and I, I think that it's just a, a horrible precedent, especially you know pushing public opinion to sort I, of I, thinking that this is a a a noble list or a a infallible list. Right. I don't yeah, think. I, I, okay. I think that I, I think that if there true. was more transparency as to how these lists were created, yeah. yeah. If we, it, no, it, if we revamp the no fly system, sure. then we can certainly talk about the gun thing exactly. being part okay. of that. Exactly. But, then but I think that, that is that's fair. okay. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. I agree. I agree with all this, but I think okay. They both agree on this, but let me just try to see if I can maybe find yeah. some difference between them. If you were to say one candidate would theoretically expand the list, and one theoretically would yeah. would revise the list to be more fair. Which one would do which? Well, honestly, I don't know because again, <laughs> we go we go back to <laughs> Trump. Trump will say ban all Muslims, well, and yeah, Hillary will say there's a, there's um, a delicacy to how we determine what to do with our citizens. Right, but both of them, as far as that's concerned, kind of have the same end game. So Trump is going to be banning everyone left and right, but Hillary is going to ban people because that's going to allow her to get rid of more guns. So I mean, they both kind of have the incentive to to build that one, list. One at that is point. one one could be argued as more more than the other. I mean, by still, simply by simply profiling yeah, yeah, same, a, a whole swath outcome. of people. Yeah. It's not the same outcome. How it's is it the same outcome? Same number of people on the list, just different people. Well, the people on the no well, fly right. list and one of are them is not... more specific and the other one is less <laughs> the other one is just based on race. Do so you think sure there might yeah. be the same number of people, okay. but one of which is immoral. Yeah, hold on, here, here two two groups of people here, Sean. We got people from all of the Middle East, and mm -hmm. then we have people on the no fly list. <laughs> we ban them all. Which one is worse to do? Well, I mean, first off, non-citizens don't have the right to bear arms. So that's, you know, kind of outside of that anyways. Okay. Most of the people we put on the no-fly list and most of the people Trump would be adding to the no-fly list are not American citizens. So that doesn't matter I, anyway. I guess Middle Eastern heritage. Sorry. All right. I, I'm sure that number would grow under Trump. But I'm okay. sure the numbers will Anyways, grow under Hillary, yeah, too. Yeah, that's, that's fine. The I want to move well, on. Right, but the question is the delicacy of how the numbers have been accru accrued, essentially. You know what I mean? mean? I, that, I don't trust that Hillary would be any more delicate. She might not focus on Muslims specifically. You know it, it won't be ban all Muslims. Do right. you think anything slightly more more you know precise than ban all Muslims is well, no, that's, slightly more that, moral? That's the thing. I mean, if Trump gets into power, I, I just assume it's ban all Muslims. Right. But if Hillary gets into power, I assume it's ban everyone. What? Well, okay, I see what you're saying. Really? So in the so in the end game, as far as uh, the Second Amendment, if if main if main, oh, wow. maintaining the the, uh. the integrity of the Second Amendment is of your utmost because this okay. is painful, guys. I don't want to do this, but like, what is this the thing that you're just saying? Hillary's going to ban all guns? And that yeah, kind that's of? what he's saying. Well, he's I saying mean, the end game. Be, yeah. is, I don't want to go there. I don't. I think that's. The, 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 we just said the whole idea was less fucking guns. 
That's what we're fucking talking about. Yeah, but that's way different than saying ban all guns. Right, but she's- From everyone. She's found a way to get rid of more guns. Why wouldn't she use that to get rid of more guns? That's not, you're framing it wrong. She's trying to get the guns in the different hands. That's what she's trying to do. In the different, whose hands does she want guns in? Not terrorists. Not the no-fly list. Right, but she's never touted putting guns in other hands. She's well, only ever talked okay. about taking guns taking away. Taking them out of these hands and theoretically putting them in some place well, else. Forget the theoretically, because she's not trying Fine. to she's take... She's yeah. not trying to add... I, anyways, I don't even care. I want to take more guns away anyway. I don't want to talk about this because... <laughs> well, Sean doesn't, though. He wants I, to do- I understand. We've, we've talked about guns. I just don't want to have a dis- guns discussion. I want to move on. Then okay? tell me what you want to talk about. <laughs> I will. I read Jesus, now. fuck. No, don't... Oh, this is great though. I got you angry. This is fantastic. Okay, and it's good because I want to talk about Hill Dog. Mm-hmm. And, I wa- and I want to talk about there are two responses to the two scandals. Obviously, one we have Trump's response to the birther stuff, and we have Hill Dog's response to the email stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Hill Dog's response, I don't know if you guys remember, was maybe one sentence or two. It was pretty goddamn short. It was like, I made a mistake. I blah, blah, blah. I'm I sorry. I wouldn't do it again. I'm very sorry. Which and is th- quite a change tune from before, but yeah. Okay, sure. No, it's not, it's not quite a change. Maybe it was just a more succinct, that. less lawyery way of apologizing. And She's then, apologized more or less every And then time. let's compare that to the other candidate mm-hmm. and how did he respond to his birther claims. And I wanted to see what you guys uh, wasn't thought that ba- of that contrast. Wasn't that basically just, uh, we got the birth certificate, it's over, and he moved on too? No, 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 no. She held his feet to the fire a little bit more than that, I would say. What do you think, O'Brien, about their responses to that? I don't understand your question. Yeah. Their responses to the scandal. Like when he, mm-hmm. basically, we talked, to, they, Lester Holt felt, held his feet to the fire for maybe, I don't know, five to 10 minutes about talking about the birther stuff and how mm-hmm. it was a racist claim and how he said Hillary started it and how he got the birth certificate, blah, blah, blah. Then he said, okay, Hillary, do you want to respond to the email stuff? <laughs> Hillary's well, sure. like, no, no, I know. Yeah. It's, but, but as far I'm, as I guess my point is I mean, sem- you're answering the question as you're asking. Of course. It. I'm, what is I'm your question. No, I'm leading. I'm <laughs> that's le- that's a leading He's question. Leading right, exactly. I'm leading. So, yeah. But I want you to go off on it. That's all I'm saying. I, well, I can't I, lead you. I, well, I, I don't, I don't, I, I guess that's the thing. Like, so do you Trump, understand my question? <laughs> not really. I didn't even really hear questions, but the there contrast was, between the two, the right? Contrast between I, the two responses. It's just indicative of the two in general. I mean, Hillary, Hillary is precise with her words and Trump is a fucking word vomit face. So I, I don't, it's, it's pretty clear. As I didn't far mean as it what, in that sense. I didn't yeah, mean I know, it, but I don't know how to condense exactly. I don't what mean in terms of their words. I mean, how did they physically respond with she, words? She, and one of them <laughs> used them precisely. The other one just started okay, wobbling let's, let's and stop, rambling. Let's just stop saying how many counting words and say, what are they doing? One is apologizing and one okay. is getting defensive. That's okay, what I'm trying sure. to get at. And okay. What, how does that <laughs> say that? <laughs> well, so I sure, thought that was, yeah, Trump was more defensive. Yeah, I don't, well, I don't know if it's obvious. I mean, it's, it's Trump, but again, it's, it's Trump's, Trump's kind of insane inability to fucking maintain himself and not talk about Rosie O'Donnell unprompted is, is completely I don't even fucking know how to explain. I don't know, man. <laughs> what do you want from me? What, you want me to say that Trump? You want me to say that Trump is just overly defensive, and when he's talking about birther, I don't want you to say it. But I was. I think it's very indicative of how they respond to scandals because it's going to be very indicative when they have scandals in the White House. That's all. In either you're, one of wait, them, are but now you're have... presupposing that they're both going to have scandals in the White House. Everyone yes. does. Everyone does. Yes, that's a given. First of all, yeah, that's not that crazy. <laughs> I mean, how how is it possible that either of them last four years without a scandal? 
I mean, the, it just, everyone just is a being scandal. in. Yeah, that's true. Well, B Rock didn't really have. Well, yeah, he had the IRS thing. There's yeah, ben there's, yeah, I mean, they're manufactured scandals, yeah, but yeah. they're smaller yeah. and bigger. The scandals, but everyone's Drones, got something. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yes, and these two personalities well, no, certainly I mean, that, are going no, to be calling that, for it. Well, how they're going to handle it has nothing to do with defensiveness of it. If, if you want to talk about that way, then Trump will be more likely to fucking ban the media, and Hillary will just be more likely to. I don't know. You know Hillary's pretty likely to ban the media too. I, I think she's less likely to to take a shit on the Constitution. <laughs> um, Whereas Trump, maybe I, not Trump I feel TV. like, genuinely will actually take a physical shit on the Constitution that I don't and think he's read. I, I think the only difference is that Trump would televise it. Okay. I guess that's fair. <laughs> okay, Joey, what do you In what, a disgusting what do you analogy. What do I want? I don't know. Freedom? Do when do you want it? Now. Mm. Well, okay. Before, oh, I was going to end it. <laughs> nope. Don't uh, uh, go. Go or talk or end it. What do you want? No, me to I do? want you to continue. Yeah. I, I I was gonna go somewhere. I can't remember yeah. now anymore. God damn you. Um, I don't know, man. <laughs> well, <laughs> man, <laughs> this is fucking, slowly skidding to yeah, a stop. <laughs> no, the, the I I did want to bring up the the end thing. Um, we kind this of, is the end. My only friend. Um, yeah, just the uh, again the the jab the um, the Miss Universe thing that uh, that Hillary brought out. Um, I I do think it's uh, I, I don't know just something about it just felt so sleazy. So because it's, it because it was unprompted. That's why it it, it had nothing to do with what they were talking about. Yeah. She slid it in because yeah. that she had to get it in. It felt very Jerry it was, Springer. It was planned. Yeah. She wanted to bring it up at some point during the debate. There was no time, and she brought it up at the end because she thought she was running out of time, and she knew it was going to fucking take over the news cycle, and she knew that Trump has no fucking self control and was going to jump on it and Obviously. fucking be wake up wake up the next night four a.m. and tweet. So well, I don't think you she can call could it plan that, but that that was I, just a bonus. I genuinely do. I think that she. I think that she. Uh, kind of had at least a, a she the knew best it would get into him. She, she knew would get, get into him. I don't know if she would. And she fucking he knew would that tweet he, the day after and shit. That's I what think else that's does she, he do? Yeah, he, he's just going to do that does. regardless. There's no way yeah. of doing it. So he, he and yeah, he smart. knew that just like I, the Khan family, smart. he wasn't going to be able to retain retain himself and was going to fucking keep keep defending himself in this ridiculous way in a weirdly indefensible uh, position. Wow, that's such a smart thing. Maybe I don't know if she's doing this on purpose. I'm sure they are because they think about everything. That's completely orchestrated. Of course, is but it's so smart to have the news cycle in your pocket and to basically put him on the defensive right where instead of he's controlling the news media and planning out the next trump international bullshit con you know it's just another con family so he he, now he's constantly worrying about being in spin mode and defensive mode it's jujitsu she's finally using his momentum against him it's smart and uh yeah, is I think Trump it's great strategy. For, is Trump going to prepare more for the next debate? It was pretty I, obvious I've already clear heard that, that he, he didn't is. debate. I, I've heard the the background chatter from his people is that he is doing quite a bit more preparation. Do you think for he actually one. is? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah I think he has to. to. He'll have to. Uh, he might have to, but do you think he has the self-control and the kind of focus in order to do that? Because well, I don't think he does. Oh, I don't know that he's going to prepare enough, but I think he is actually going to dedicate time to debate prep. How do you prepare that, for debate prep? Let me ask you guys that. Oh, They're going to memorize paragraphs, little prompts, yeah, I think. Okay. It'll be that, and it would probably be just uh, you know his, his advisors asking him random questions as though the audience would. I'm sure there's mm-hmm. you know sure. some sort of like flashcard system or something. What you if know? he gets bored halfway through that and just says, fuck this, I'm done. I don't want to do this right it's now. It's already more effort than he put in the first time. 
How do you know? I don't know. I, I feel From everything like he I've heard, have, he put no effort in the first time, but I don't know that. He put a lot less, but I think that I think it might have been the same thing where they sat with him and he would just get bored, man. And yeah. be, to be fair, I'm, I'm well, sort of you're just assuming of, that randomly. I'm not fully assuming that randomly. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm basing this information off of um, the ghostwriter for the art of the, the art of the deal, yeah, Trump's yeah. book. The, um, oh, because he couldn't pay Tony attention. Schwartz, Tony Schwartz basically was talking about Trump's inability to focus. And, so and, you're assuming his ADD. I'm not assuming or huh. diagnosing anything. That's interesting. <laughs> really weird. That's it. You would go that far. You I, know. I mean, I don't think that's you not have what I did at all. You don't have the expertise to make these claims, right? And that's why I didn't make those claims. Weird. You know, I don't like the way you're going about this. <laughs> that's a cute little callback, but it's pretty valid. <laughs> it's more than cute, <laughs> but it's also invalid. I mean, I'm. I'm I'm basing this off of several different things, right? One, his performance. Two, the amount of actual debate prep that had that had gone into it in the first place. How do you know how much debate prep? Sean just said that all of his fucking surrogates were saying that he was doing hours. almost none, right? And can we agree that he didn't do much? Uh, I demonstrably I can guess. And he also mm-hmm. said there's no reason for it. He even dug at yeah. Hillary for preparing for like prepa- for over preparing. Yeah. Right? But the idea that you're assuming that he actually had a prep session and stopped it halfway through because he couldn't pay attention. You no, know, I I didn't assume that. I asked Sean how he knows that that isn't what happened during the first time they were trying to prepare for the debates based on what he was saying when he was saying that they're going to prepare more. Correct. That's exactly what I fucking said. So yeah. How, am I, how does that have anything to do with me diagnosing him with ADD? Because you're still making the assumption that he can't pay attention. No, it's obvious he can't fucking pay attention. And oh, also, I, I agree. <laughs> but I'm also not making the assumption. What I did was I cited someone who was close to him who claimed it. That's not an assumption at all. The that's only an, difference is he didn't ev- make the diagnosis. It's... No, it's, it's it's very different. It's, it's presenting different across the, ev- the board. No, it's presenting the evidence and allowing the audience to draw their own conclusion from that evidence without explicitly saying it. It's a, rather actually akin to I could say some things, but I'm not going to. God, you guys, this seems to be this seems to be Sean's hypocrisy hour. Go ahead, go for it. What are you going to say? What's that? <laughs> no, no, not, not your hypocrisy. My, my. Yeah, Sean. you're he's Trump. Is what he's calling no, you, Trump, I, bitch. I was, yeah, I was just. Oh, I thought you were saying I, you no, could the, say things. You were being Trump. Yes, I was. Oh, you were making a joke. I was trying to fucking give us a thing. Let's explain then, all our jokes, guys. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got it. I got in the defense. I got in the defensive there. You did turn into Trump, I man. I was just ready. I don't know. I was ready to fight. I was having oh. fun. I don't know. You man. have a much sweeter heart than Trump. That's for sure. Stop it. <laughs> when the politicians keep politicking. Before you turn to excessive drinking, spend some time collectively politinkering with the show where I don't know, man. Don't know. The truth is, I, I don't, don't know, know man. man. I really don't I know. Just, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I don't Oh, come on. Oh, my God. Name no, one foreign leader. No, dude. Name one foreign leader. No, Aleppo. Sean, name Aleppo. one foreign leader. <laughs> Aleppo? Does he work? <laughs>